Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. He's destined to get knocked out by Jake Paul. She's destined to film it. They are Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. Cowboys win what they call a must-win game last night in L.A. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So glad to have you. Get your day started off on the right foot, especially for the Cowboys fans because you got shellacked last week. You had to show a lot more fight. And finally, in a close game, you got a good Dak Prescott game. Mike McCarthy didn't screw it up for you, so you feel good about that. And ultimately, the defense finished it off against a good quarterback in Justin Herbert, who had a chance with the game on his arm, and the Dallas defense totally snuffed him out. Okay, if this was a must-win game in a few weeks when they play the Eagles, is that a must-win game too? Yeah. So how many must-win games can you have in a schedule? Is there a rule about (laughs) this? Many. I, I think you think, can have five must-win games a season. How can you have five must-win games yeah. a season? That especially, seems like too, that's too rich. Especially if you, you know, are a playoff team. You know, if you're someone who has big aspirations. You know, once you get to the playoffs, since winner go home. These are must-wins because yes. of a couple things. Number one, again, you're coming off of a bad loss. You want to get that taste out of your mouth before you go into your bye week, which is what Dallas is about to do. But secondly, you know, I think that Dak Prescott has mm-hmm. been, you know, really questioned. And I think a lot of that is fair because Dak's on the verge of another contract extension because Dak has been in this league for a decade and has doesn't have a lot to show for it. And I think you wanted to see an offense that got catered to cut down on Dak Prescott's interceptions. Yeah. But what could they start doing well? Like, what could they start doing better than they did a season ago? And that wasn't necessarily clear. It might not still be that clear, but last night they showed that it, when he uses his legs, he can run, yeah. he, can, he can be effective. And that this, you know, in a dogfight of a game, in a close game, they can pull it out. That all sounds great. Yeah. But here's the reality of the situation. Say somehow Justin Herbert gets bailed out by the officials and has a touchdown drive to win the game last night. Because that's the way that game went last night. Yeah. They easily could have lost. It was 2017. Then the Cowboys are 3-3. Three and three. Guess what? They're going to collect easy wins. They're going to end up in the playoffs. The real test, the must-win game for this team... I don't care that they can beat the Chargers in a, in a slog game in L.A. My question really is, they, they need to measure themselves against the Eagles and the Niners. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Like, they need to be an elite team. If they were 3-3, three three, by the way, they're still about to go on a run. They have a lot of wins left on that schedule. 
as long as Dak is healthy, they're going to be good. And even if Dak isn't healthy, they're probably going to be good. So I, I didn't see that as a must-win game at all. I think you're going to really start talking about must-win. How are they against the Eagles and the Niners? Are they closing this gap? Did you see anything last night that convinces you of that? That's what I want to talk about, not that they came over the W. Because they're going to be in the playoffs, Maggie. I'm telling you, they're going to get wins over Washington, wins over the Giants, and they'll be fine. Okay, well, they're, they're, it's like stepping stones, right? Because you took a big step back. If you use the 49ers as your litmus test, they failed that miserably. They got blown out. The game was awful for them. And now it's like, all right, so you got humbled. You got pushed back a few steps. You can't go in and lay an egg against the Chargers, a team you are better than, although the spread was only one and a half. It's not like they were predicting that the Cowboys were going to be a touchdown no, it was, favorite it here. It was on the road. Yeah, on the road. So I a think, game that you could easily drop and, to me, not be a huge problem. I, I think it's a nice step forward for them, and especially not just Dak Prescott. You got CeeDee Lamb had a fantastic game. Brandon Cooks gets involved. He gets a touchdown. Pollard was good, and then your defense comes back to life after they got mashed against the 49ers. Yeah, now here's the question. Here's what I think was one of the big problems against the 49ers. Mike McCarthy's play calling is pretty uncreative. Yep. Did you watch last night and see, okay, they finally figured all that out? Because I think it was still pretty tough to move the ball. Um, I mean, Lamb had almost 200 yards receiving, right? What was his final stat? I mean, he, he had some really big catches. Dak had a nice 18-yard touchdown scramble. I mean, that yeah, would have I been mean, a broken down play, but sure. But still, it was it was kind of a low-scoring game for most of the game. I mean, it ended up 20-17. Yeah. to 17. I just don't think, I'm not sure that this offense is creative enough and consistent enough to really be the elite team that Dallas wants to be. Because anything with less than a Super Bowl, to me, is a disappointment for this team. Definitely. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm 117 yards receiving. I don't know where I got 200 from. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Seven I catches, do, 117. Sorry. I want to give a high bar to this team. So, last night, it, it, while I agree with you, it's a nice win, a stepping stone. Like, listen, they, they need to really fix this offense and make it much more consistent. Uh, because they're going to have to, at some point, they're going to have to beat the Niners, and at some point, they're going to have to beat the Eagles if they want to go where they want to go. Yeah. I mean, the Eagles, they've had some success against, but the Niners, they have not. So we'll see. I mean, the well, tr- they beat Gardner Minshew last year. They did not. That's true. They it was haven't not beat Jalen Hurts. So the other side of this, so if you're a Cowboy fan, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I was impressed with the comeback win, the bounce back win, I should say, for the Cowboys. Perloff, not so much. He's, yeah, I got to see more from this Cowboys team. Totally fair. They yeah. go into their bye week. Uh, they come out on the other side. They'll play the Rams. On the flip side, Justin Herbert, who had another opportunity in prime time. Not that that should really matter, but you have a big stage. It's all to yourself. You're playing against America's team. You get the ball with two and a half minutes left, basically, and timeouts, and you couldn't do jack. Now, the Chargers are not a perfect team. Of course they're not, clearly. The Chargers have a bad history. Of course they have to overcome that. But I'd love to see Herbert just go out and win the game. You know, he had time. He, listen, he was he hurried. Not, he was hurried and pressured. Yes, the, the Dallas defense. He, did not, he front. did not have time at all. That's exactly what he did not have last night. The last, that last interception. So he gets sacked by Micah Parsons on second down. So then on third and long, he has to go, uh, tries to go to Quentin Johnston. It gets picked off by Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. That was a bad throw. He missed uh, he throws a, earlier he, in the he game. Had a, another human being draped over his whole body. I think his lower half, somebody hit him. He had three and a half Mississippi. He counted no, that it. was not three and a half it, Mississippi. It was three and a half Mississippi. We got to watch that play again because I feel like nobody held their block for even a, a millisecond. He had time in there, Proloff. He definitely had time. And it's not going to be perfect when you're a quarterback in the NFL. That's he, why we love the great ones. And Justin Herbert... We're 
we're, we're told and we can see with our eyes he's got all the tools, but where's the big time throw in a big moment? Where is that? That That's the one thing he's missing. There's no quarterback, not Joe Montana, not Tom Brady, not Patrick Mahomes, who can make a big time throw from his back. It's just not happening. Tom Brady would have gotten the ball out in .5 seconds. You know that's true. It's four down territory. You didn't have to get it all back in that one throw. No. And you know that Brady is the worst guy to compare him to because Brady always thrived in those situations no matter what the protection was like. What we could see on the camera, we haven't seen the all 22. We probably won't see the all 22. <laughs> but the, listen, the, the Chargers receivers get no separation at all. And in that particular situation, third and 10, that was a big advantage for the Cowboys defense. They were pinning their ears back on that final drive. I think you're underestimating Micah Parsons and that crew. They I'm really, not at all. I think yeah, they're I mean, a great I, defense. To me, that last drive was, whoa, the pass rush really turned it on. I'm not killing. The third and 10, he had to try to throw the ball somewhere. I mean, it was kind of a 50-50 ball for a second, and the receiver it wasn't the worst pick I've ever seen at all, by no means. Well, okay, what's the bar here? The worst pick you've ever saw? I mean, Is uh, Jalen Hurts yesterday <laughs> against the Jets. Well, that that was... is the worst pick I've ever seen. This is the opposite. Yeah, I... He had to desperately try and make some kind of play. And it was either take the sack and be fourth and 20 or at least throw the ball where somebody has a chance. Okay, but we're not talking about a guy who should be this overmatched in the moment. That's what I'm saying. Because his line didn't hold up on those last two plays. He was completely... He was okay. destroyed. The Parsons sack, I'll give you. He had no... no, Not even like a half a second for that. He did have time and, uh, uh, before the interception to Gilmore. You and I are just going to disagree, but it's, it, it's there. And... I, I, at that time, against a very good team, three, it's three never, and a half Mississippi. Never, there is no way that was three and a half Mississippi. We counted it before the show. You're I, never going to get a perfect pocket. You're, it's never going to be perfect for you. That's why the elite guys separate themselves when it's when it's messy, when it's bad, when you are going against a great defense. So, to me, I think that Justin Herbert, like, I think he deserves criticism. He also missed Keenan Allen on some big throws in the first half when this game was. I mean, the game was in the balance the entire time. It was a tight game. There were not a lot of points. It was very hard to score yeah. in this game. I think, actually, we forgot about this Cowboys defense a little bit uh, because the Niners game was so bad. Yeah, fair but, point. Uh, I think Dan Quinn just manhandled Kellen Moore, <laughs> the former Cowboys coordinators. Dan Quinn's a great coach, and you could tell he knew exactly where the Chargers were going on most plays. To get any offense going, Justin Herbert had to make these miraculous 20-yard down the field ropes that were incredible. It just wasn't easy. The run game, the big problem was obviously they Eckler had 14 carries for 27 yards. That is really, really bad. Yeah. And if you can't run, that puts a lot of pressure on your quarterback because you get in these third and nines, third and tens. I, I'm not putting that on Herbert at all. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You're welcome to call in. You're welcome to weigh in on the chat. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio uh, is where the weedos and the coffee drinkers hang out. Of course, we say good morning to our incredible CBS Sports Radio affiliates, who we appreciate so much. Sirius XM Channel 158 and the free Odyssey app. Other ways that you can listen to the show and get involved. Okay. Want to do a little something we're going to call Convince Me. All right. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Come to wow, order. That sounds ominous. Yeah. This is like bootleg uh, Law and Order music, and I'm obsessed with it. It's like if Law and Order is like set in the Matrix. Anyway, Perloff and I have some things that we staunchly believe that the other person doesn't. So we're going to try to convince that person to come to our side. Got a couple things for you. Okay. Would you like to go first? No, I want, you, to go first? I want you to go first. I'm okay. still organizing my notes here. <laughs> okay. Well, here we go. I believe 
that the Detroit Lions are on the same tier as the 49ers and the Eagles. They are one of the top teams in the NFC. And here's how I'm going to try to convince you. First, of course, they're 5-1. and one. They're 3-0 and oh on the road. Kansas City, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, okay? They beat the Bucs, who have a great run defense, even though they have lost their last two running backs. This is a team that's won four straight games by 14 points or more. They are physical. Their defense... Four times holding opponents to 20 points or fewer. They're top 10 in opponents' points per game and opponents' yards per game. They're getting pressure without blitzing. They're top five in quarterback pressures and hurries. They're only allowing 3.2 yards a carry. This team, statistically, the real deal. On offense, top five in points per game, yards per game, touchdowns per game. They are awesome on third down. They've got all, Mm -hmm. everything you would want by metrics and eye test tell you that the Detroit Lions are a top-tier team. Also, let's not discount this. Have you seen how their fans are traveling right now? They are making home games of these road games. That's going to continue. These Lion fans have been waiting forever for something like this. They've never seen, even going back to the early 90s, this much enthusiasm for this team. Can I convince you the Lions top tier in the NFC. What does top tier mean? On the same level as the 49ers and the Eagles. So let me ask you a question. Let's take out the Chiefs game. What is the team they beat that you're like, ooh, that's a good team? That I, may, maybe, not only are that, show me the team that's not going to be a top eight in the draft that they beat. I, You don't know who's going to be top eight in the draft. I do like. sure do, and it sure is the Lions' schedule. Well, okay, I will. They were in a very close game against the Seattle Seahawks. They end up losing. That was really, really odd. I'm not giving. I'm not giving credit for that because they didn't win that one. Okay, well, how about Tampa Bay? Is Tampa not Bay probably is not going to be top eight. They're, they're they're a team with a winning record. They're terrible. Can you say they're terrible? Because I thought Carolina I saw a lot wor- of Baker Mayfield love before they lost this. Carolina is the worst team in the league. I, I think we can all agree. Green okay. Bay, it's not happening this year. And Atlanta stinks. Okay, well, how are they winning those games, though? These are not squeaker games. Maybe the competition isn't as elite. Mm-hmm. By the way, like, I don't know who are the Eagles playing, but that's been I, I super think the, awesome. The Eagles have all sorts of problems. I, honestly, the team that they don't measure up to, in my mind, is the Niners. I don't see them as the same as the Niners. That's the only... The one that I'm like, oh, these two teams look different to me. I think that the Lions are on that level. And especially if the 49ers injury situations keep continuing, it's going to level the playing field even more. Okay, did I convince you? No, no. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I think they're going to have the number one seed for sure because they placed nothing but patsies all season long. But I feel like I just I can't wrap my head around the Lions hosting the Cowboys, Niners, or Eagles. Maybe they – and winning – Winning two of those games, getting they, to Super Bowl. They play at Baltimore this weekend. Okay, yeah. what are you trying to convince me of? Okay, I want to get back to this Brock Purdy thing. So, Brock Purdy looked terrible in the rain and against Cleveland's defense. But can you at least give me that maybe facing Cleveland's defense, who is a historically great defense so far, yep. in the wind and the rain, and without Debo and without McCaffrey. Now, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is Patrick Mahomes. But how can you possibly judge a quarterback in those exact conditions with the fact that they are not going to have that same exact conditions? Again, they go to Minnesota this week, indoors, obviously. Debo, we know Debo's going to be back. Because if Debo's day-to-day, Debo is showing up. It looks like McCaffrey is not going to have a long-term injury. And the words Christian McCaffrey is not going to have a long-term injury, 
that's a victory for the Niners. <laughs> uh, Trent Williams will left tackle also. Trent Williams day to day, so foot he'll injury. be back. the The line was terrible. Now Brock Purdy again. I'm not saying that he's Trevor Lawrence and he's going to make all these gigantic plays, but I am very convinced that we'll see the Brock Purdy that we saw the first five weeks of the season once the conditions get better. The other thing too is the Niners can lean towards their run game to help him more. They could run once McCaffrey went out as effectively in the second half. I think, honestly, San Francisco should have won that game. They should have had a slightly shorter field goal. They basically won the game. I have <laughs> they, they, they didn't, but yeah. I mean, they had a they had a 40-yard field goal at the end of the game. How, what is the percentage in the NFL of hitting that? 96%? 97%? It's, like an extra, it's basically an extra, extra points, 37 uh, yards. So, anyway, the panic with San Francisco was crazy, and the panic around Brock Purdy was totally misplaced. Okay. I didn't see panic from people about Brock Purdy. I just would love to know when did it become against the law to criticize Brock Purdy? We've gone so far in the other direction where if Purdy has a bad game, which he did, it's excuse after excuse and explain it away. He's just like every other quarterback in the NFL in that he's not above reproach. And he would tell you himself he had a terrible game. Now, where I think that this might not be an outlier is not just about the weather, but if those weapons continue to be hurt, I don't know if Purdy can continue to be as effective as he was. So I want to wait and see. But it's like if you criticize Brock Purdy, somehow you uh, you know, are banned from watching NFL games or you should be like put thrown in jail or something. Well, I don't that, I don't get how this defense of Purdy like why is it so so like fervent? It's Nobody in America was saying everyone saw he played badly. The yeah. question is, is he going to play badly in his next game? That's the question. That, everyone knows well, that was a bad Minnesota, game. at Minnesota, they're not really putting up, like, that's yeah. not the best test as a bounce back. Now, it's on the road, but still. Well, I think the function, I, honestly, I think people are underestimating the defense he went up against last week. I, I think it's hard to wrap our head around how good this, you've actually were early on this, and I'm surprised you forgot about it, how good this Browns defense is. Oh, I yeah. Mean, Miles Garrett's my defensive player of the year. Historically candidate. good. Of course, Cleveland has played three rain games, which you guys don't seem to think matters, but obviously Well, how about matters. this? With Purdy against Minnesota, I don't know how, yeah. but then Cincinnati at Jacksonville, yeah, which, is not a, which is not a, an easy place to play. Yeah, Jacksonville's defense has looked amazing. Now, so which uh, let's just talk about Monday night. Which Purdy is it closer to the Purdy against the Cowboys or the Purdy against the Browns? I think because it, I think because of his skill set, yeah. it's entirely dependent on who's healthy. I'll tell you in the right lineup. now, Debo's playing. Debo probably almost came back last week. Yeah. Um, you have I, not yet convinced me it was an outlier. I need oh, to see more. Gosh, okay. I will guarantee that is a get right game. <laughs> and right. Kirk Cousins in primetime, are you aware of this? Oh my gosh, I forgot. <laughs> you uh, gave me a layup right there. Kirk Cousins in primetime. What a disaster. Talk about like circadian rhythm. Honestly, Brock Purdy just has to show up at the stadium. <laughs> and that defense is going to hand them 21 points. Oh, come on, Kirk. Okay, uh, let's go to the phones. Lane is in Alaska, wants to talk about the Cowboys. Good morning, Lane. Hey, good morning, folks. Hey, I just wanted to say, um, you know, every week you guys do a great job of breaking it down, analyzing everybody and seeing what's going on. And I really like to take this morning on how Dan Quinn adjusted the defense yesterday. I do understand, though, that, you know, these teams are all professionals, man. Any week, anybody can beat anybody. They're all tough. They're all great players. And, uh, you know, they're all men. They all want to win. But um, I was really impressed with the way that – that the Cowboys, everybody else stepped up. You know, Mike had take so much attention yep. that the rest of that defense is just flying around there making plays. 
Haley, can I ask you a question? Is Dallas like the biggest fan base in Alaska? Who's who's got the biggest fan base? No. It's the Seapups, man, the Seahawks. Oh, got yeah. it. Yeah, that would make a little more See, sense. Don't the yeah. Seahawks have a – they have a partnership with Alaska Airlines, too. So oh, there's a lot the of field? corporate stuff. Uh, yeah, yep. they a, yeah, they do have a partnership. I mean, all the Seattle sports, the Kraken, the Seahawks, the Mariners, they're all big in Alaska. Got it. Cool. Well, thank you. And uh, it seems yeah. like you're a Cowboy fan, so enjoy what you saw last night. I I totally agree with what he said about that Cowboys defense. There was like multiple the the defensive tackles were dominating the game. Yeah. Absolutely, it wasn't even Micah Parsons. It was a pressure coming up the middle against Herbert that was causing all the problems. That's a great defense. Coming up eight five five two one two four CBS. If you want to weigh in, we do have the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen a couple ask for on their wedding register. And we have football stuff, of course. We've got the, all that for you. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, Maggie and Perloff, the poll I put up on my own Twitter feed, if they play in the playoffs, who do you like, Detroit Lions or Dallas Cowboys? What is going on here? 89% say the, the Detroit Lions. This is their moment. They haven't played anybody. You have neither, no idea. Neither of a lot of teams. You have I mean, no idea. I guess I would say San Francisco. Has actually played some teams. I looked at the odds, by the way. It's really interesting. They I mean, played Pittsburgh. Sorry, they played the Rams, who I think are better than people believed. So they, Detroit, they Dallas, obviously. Detroit and Dallas are sort of in a mix as the kind of a distant third in the NFC behind San Francisco and the Eagles. I think this is a really. I would love to see Detroit and Dallas in a playoff game. Doesn't that feel like? That would be a, a perfect matchup to see Jared Goff, a bit of a statue back there. Can Micah Parsons get to him? Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting to see if Micah Parsons, last night with a big sack, can get back in the defensive player of the year race. But we need right to now take... he's got five on this season. Five, yeah, five sacks. Five sacks on the season. Yeah. Last year was 13 and a half. The first, his rookie year was 13. So we need to take a quick break from sports because I have an issue in my personal life here that... I have a story that relates to this. Oh, boy. So we are now in the mornings, and I've been driving to work. Yes. I've been accumulating a couple uh, parking tickets. <laughs> yeah. Whose fault is it, though, really? Um, New York City's for having <laughs> draconian parking city uh, rules. Okay. That's right. Who, who yes. else's fault is it, though? Because you can pay online on your phone. They're making it pretty simple. Yeah. And you keep forgetting. They got me it. one day. My register, my inspection was one day late. Oh, that October first, they hit me, and then I forgot to hit the parking app, and they got me. So, so how anyway, much are you in the hole? Sixty-five bucks Oof. per ticket. Oof. Now, Ouch. but I am inspired because I found this story yesterday. There is a couple in Texas who has a registry, like we all had registries, gifts that you want people to buy for you. They put on their registry a $231 parking ticket. Oh, my God. So as a gift, you could pay... Oh no, I'm sorry. It was a speeding ticket. As a gift, you could pay the speeding ticket for the happy couple. Is that class? What is this, Fast and the Furious? How do you get a $230 speeding ticket? You have to be driving like a maniac. Well, regardless of that, what do you think of putting it on your registry? I think it's insane. I'd be embarrassed if I had a $230 speeding ticket. I would not want any of my friends and family to know that because clearly you're doing 100 in a school zone or something to get that kind of ticket. I Okay. Forget the speed in the ticket. Let's talk about the wedding registry aspect. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I, I like it. And I'll tell you why I like it. Because the crap that we had on our wedding registry 
China and Cuisinart yeah. and some Toaster. sort of red mixing machine that I still don't understand. <laughs> None of that has ever been touched since our wedding day. We got more stuff that takes up more room in the kitchen that has never, ever been used. Yeah, you have a daughter about to go to high school. Like, it's been a while <laughs> since yeah. you touched that stuff on the wedding register. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, that was weird. We've been married for 15 years now. None <laughs> of it has ever come into play in any aspect. We've never used the China once, never served <laughs> anything in the China. It just sits there and you're nervous about if it's going to break. This is something practical. If you're going to spend money on stuff, why not spend money on something the couple actually needs? Okay, but where does this end? Are you like, you know, by the way, I've got five grand in credit card debt. Can everyone just jump in and I take care it. of that? Creative. I love it. <laughs> it's very creative. I, I love know, it. But isn't it supposed to be? Is that the spirit? Really, of a wedding gift? These are tough times, though. With inflation, do we really have time to <laughs> to waste money on a Cuisinart? Like candlesticks? Well, some people yeah. some people do with a registry where you're paying for their honeymoon. Yes, I've done that before. You know, I, I, I think it's along those same lines. I got to be honest. I so I I did that once for a friend. This is a long time ago, and they were getting married, and I was like, "Oh, I'll, here's the thing on your registry for your honeymoon," and it was like buy the couple like scuba diving or snorkeling or something. So I buy them the snorkeling. It's like 200 bucks or something or 250, whatever. And I see them like a couple months later. And I'm like, guys, how is the snorkeling? They're like, yeah, we didn't leave the hotel room. I'm like what? <laughs> they didn't use it. They didn't do any. They just sat by the <laughs> pool and drank the whole time or whatever. And we're in the room doing whatever and never even use the snorkeling. Wow. It's a waste. I really, yeah. by the way, this is a huge trend. Since the pandemic, more people are are actually paying bills, and this is not. She's not the first person with this parking ticket. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, I like this. Pay my cable bill, and even snorkeling's a little fancy. Can't you do something more practical, like buy them a meal? I don't know. It was just it was on the site. I clicked okay. it. Yeah, I, I'm totally into this. Yeah. I think I, and I, as a kid, all I wanted was cash for a birthday present. I did well, not course. want a, a sweater. Yeah. <laughs> now, someone who was just at a, I was just at a wedding this past weekend. What yep. I can say is, the person putting speeding ticket, two hundred plus dollars speeding ticket on their registry, probably a fun wedding. They're probably a fun time. <laughs> that I, I can guarantee you is I what think. you're saying. They're reckless people. Yeah, they have yeah. No you're, regards. Gonna, you're gonna get lit at that, at that <laughs> wedding for sure. I go in the complete <laughs> other direction on this. Really? Yeah, I think this means they suck. No. They're cheap. <laughs> They're suck cheap. at life. Right, Bogus? I don't know about cheap, but just that's a really lame thing to do. Experience, great. Yeah. I've seen people now, new new to me, maybe not new in general, making like a little Venmo thing for their bachelor or bachelorette party, like buy me a drink. Yeah. I'm in on that. But I made a mistake driving. Is you're, you getting married is not a GoFundMe. Yeah, no, exactly. You, you, you yeah. paid for my experience of running the red light. Yeah, right. Thank you. I was no. really in a rush that day, so I had to blow through a four yeah. stop signs and a red light. No so chance. Thank you. But also, everybody... I, saw, I once passed a car on the highway that had the Venmo on the side of <laughs> the car. That they're going to, the... to a bachelor yeah. party. Buy me a drink. Here's the Venmo. It's like, yeah. Not on your life. Because <laughs> that would probably get me pulled over, and then I need someone else to pay for my ticket. Be honest now, though, Bogus. When you got married, would you rather have fancy candlesticks or a $150 gift certificate to Costco? I'm a big gift card guy. Yeah. Yes. yes. Gift cards are great. I feel like Pearl is considering breaking up with his wife, getting remarried just for the registry to pay off the parking <laughs> ticket since you've been driving to work. No, Doesn't the parking work. tickets I'm okay with. I would definitely put, like, 
the daily bills is what that's me. Like, grocery bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like three months of Netflix. I have to <laughs> rethink this. Yeah. Here's like, a promo code for you. Here's, here's my here's my Geico uh, account number. Can you go in there and just take three months of recurring payments? Pay for my solar panels, please. Yeah. Just ask for straight cash. Don't yeah. tell me what it's for. So you can pay yeah. use whatever you want. Don't tell me it's for a parking ticket. And make it Goodfellas style, where I just hold the uh, the yes. sack out and you throw in the the, the stack envelopes. of bills. Yeah. yeah. Maggie, you you don't seem to buy this uh, sort of tacky registry thing. <laughs> no. Also, I would definitely, I give cash ever since that snorkeling debacle. I give cash. I only want to get cash. If oh, I don't so want to do anything You're else. a straight cash business at this point? <laughs> okay. There, are, there have been so many weddings where this is the this is embarrassing, probably just for maybe the woman's side. I'm not sure if men care about this, but where I've forgotten to get the cash. So then oh, I got to yeah. go to the ATM. So then I'm just giving you a stack of 20s. Dirty 20s. <laughs> yeah, the and if they're not clean, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> the envelope is so thick. <laughs> not that I'm like, I'm not yeah, Miss yeah. Baller or anything, but you know, like people you really closely think give them like $300 uh, in 20s. Yeah, you yeah. look like you're trying to buy drugs. Yeah, you get the note back. <laughs> Dear Maggie, thank you for the $87.13. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your ATM receipt. Yeah, thanks yeah, for yeah, using yeah. the ATM in the and hotel that, lobby. That frozen yogurt uh, <laughs> punch card with four punches. On it. That was really good. Now, now, what, now, what do you do if someone forgets to give their gift? What do you mean? In the registry. So, if, like, say we had a couple of people that that didn't give a gift. Okay. Oh. At the wedding. Yeah. Is it like a do? year, Pat. You have a year, right? Oh, yeah. You, but you no, hunted no, them down? No, no. But like, you go through the you go through the list and you're like, oh, so so and so so and so, and like. You think it might have been a mistake, or yeah, it's usually a do? single guy who forgets to give <laughs> yeah. the present. Oh, yeah. He came and drank everything in the bar and conveniently yeah. forgot it. <laughs> right. I, Hit on your aunt. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that. But one time was this, this was super embarrassing, but we made up for it after. Which was I don't know if this has ever happened to you guys. It was one of my husband's friends that a wedding, so he had the card with the money in the inside of the suit jacket. Mm -hmm. So then it's like, you know, you get to party and get to do this. We wake up like two months later. I'm taking the suit to the dry cleaner and I look inside and the envelope was still in there. Nice. So I send it to them immediately. Good thing you have a little grace period. but Yeah, you get it. Wait, it's a year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think uh, you. I don't want to get remarried. Of course, I love my wife, but I would like somebody but. to pay my bills. Yeah. Is there where else? Like, just yeah. invite all the all of us from the radio station. Just like, what'd you contribute to? It's like, well, Perloff's four hundred one k. This is what I wanted. Have a party for the new time slot. Make a registry. We move to six a.m. Buy us things. You know, like a waffle iron, <laughs> some cash, oh, a that coffee is the, machine. The single dumbest. Has anybody ever used a waffle iron more than twice in the yes, history of me. waffle iron? I, I get it. No waffle A hundred percent at a hotel. You guys oh, are actually God. using waffle irons? Yeah. I get them. There's been a waffle iron sitting in my drawer forever. I can't believe you guys use them. That I have is two of them. I have two sizes. What? Yeah. Waffle irons are awesome. Wait, Agreed. what are you like serving brunch at your house? No, we do <laughs> a holiday in. A lot of yeah. Sundays we make we make like a family breakfast, and the waffle iron comes down. We yeah. have like the traditional one, the big Belgian waffle one, and then at my wife stumbled upon like a tiny one that makes like ego ego sized ones. So do you live like, in a double tree hotel? What is going <laughs> yeah, on? Come on here? over. The more cookies <laughs> over there. And EJ, you use a waffle iron too? You're, you're, yeah, you're both. Kids. Me and both. Well, I think that was one of my. Like one of my early gifts to my girlfriend when we first started dating, and now of course you know we have the waffle iron together, and we we both use it. Yeah. How often do you make waffles? Uh, every month maybe. You know, you know we gotta have breakfast together. You know, she does yoga and teaching in the morning, so sometimes when I'm on the weekend, I'm not. You know, we're not together, but yeah. we have a weekend morning together. We pull it out quite often. In fact, 
we thought it was a popular gift. So what happened was oh, no. we, for our birthday, we gave it to a friend of mine. My my uh, my girlfriend wanted to give my friend a, a birthday gift. And he got the waffle iron and he used it hamburger maker. Because <laughs> he thought that would be way more interesting than using it as a waffle maker. And needless to say, my girlfriend was very upset when she learned this is how her waffle iron was being used. Well, well I want to hear more about these waffle iron hamburgers. Those yeah. sound delicious. Well, also, congrats to EJ for threading the needle of buying your girlfriend some obviously domestic, like, you know... Uh, you like uh, appliance yeah. and living to see the other side of it. Like uh, that's <laughs> amazing. No, I made it to the other side, right? It's like here's thought? a vacuum. Get in there. Yeah. I mean, this is not that's not an easy thing to pull off. Most men, you know, that's 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 tough. Uh, but a high quality vacuum is well worth the money. I do love a good vacuum. Oh, yeah. uh, but you guys got to be careful, Bogus and EJ. Maggie and I are going to show up at your house on Sunday morning, <laughs> being like, "Where are the waffles?" It's like, hey, we brought the maple syrup. As long as it's not football season and I'm not working on Iron Football, you guys are more than welcome. <laughs> Sorry, just leave the waffle maker for us. We'll take it from there. <laughs> not really. No, I don't really want to use the waffle maker. I want EJ to make the waffles. <laughs> do we even have time for headlines? Bogus. We do. Hit us. Uh, what an honor for Diamondbacks A's Zach Gallen starting game one of the NLCS near his hometown. Zach Gallen, this being his former home. He grew up in... New Jersey, and the first pitch is blasted deep to right, and Kyle Schwarber has arrived. A leadoff home run on the first pitch from Zach Gallen. Yeah, that didn't go well. Uh, Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos also took Gallon deep. He was charged with five runs on eight hits over five. My stuff was coming out pretty good, just maybe some, you know, missed spots, um, just lack of execution. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, they did their job. They executed their plan pretty well. The Diamondbacks losing for the first time in six postseason games, 5-3. Merrill Kelly starts game two at 8.07 Eastern. It was a 5-4 Rangers win in Houston for a 2-0 lead in the ALCS. Texas now 7-0 this postseason. Nathan Ivaldi struck out nine over six. The best play Dak Prescott made on Monday Night Football, not a touchdown. There was a whirling escape from the pocket, throwing on the run to Tony Pollard, who took the ball 60 yards. As I got out, I saw, you know, some some grass in front of me to potentially run, but always just trying to keep my eyes downfield, look back, looking for a tight end or receiver coming across, and here comes Tony out of the backfield and uh, threw it to him, and then he went and got a lot more than, than, than the play that I made. The drive ended with a Brandon Cooks TD for a 17-10 fourth quarter lead. The Chargers got even, so Dak drove for Brandon Aubrey's 39-yard field goal with 219 left. Then the D ended the game with a Micah Parsons sack and a Stephon Gilmore interception. The 2017 final improves Dallas to 10-1 and after a loss over the last three seasons. The Niners still waiting on MRI results on Christian McCaffrey's side injury. Debo Samuel, Trent Williams are day-to-day with their injuries from Sunday's loss in Cleveland. They play in Minnesota. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On Monday night. Wait, sorry, I just thought of something really quick. What's more impressive, the 10-1 after a loss stat mm-hmm. that Bogus read about the Cowboys or whatever Andy Reid's record after, after a bye? Uh, definitely Andy Reid. He's been doing it longer. And the 10-1, and one, I don't care what you are. What are you doing in the playoffs? That's the, always the rap okay, on Mike McCarthy. But 10-1 eh. after a loss is pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's resilient. Not stacking losses is a good, is a good trick to have. Because right. two can become but three. You, you guys think that's more impressive than Andy Reid being the greatest off-the-bye coach in the history of the NFL? But you get like an extra week. So in yeah. theory, you should be really good right. off-the-bye, right? Exactly. No, but he's way better than everybody else. Like, even better than Belcher. All right, we'll think about that. Uh, Ben Simmons, eight points, six rebounds, nine assists in the Nets, 127-119 preseason loss to the Sixers. Magic assistant Nate Tibbetts expected to become the next head coach of the Phoenix Mercury. He's also expected to become the highest-paid coach ever in the WNBA. And on ice, the Sex Panthers held off the Devils (laughs) 4-3, and the Rangers made the Coyotes howl with a 2-1 win at the Garden. Guys, back to you. Thank but, you. By the way, you see that Bogus called it a side injury with Christian McCaffrey. Just say oblique. We all know what an oblique well, they is. Well, threw, they threw rib in there yesterday, too. Okay. So, sides all-encompassing. Actually, I'm kidding because I always read oblique injury, and I still don't know what, where an oblique is. I know it's somewhere I think in it's the, like here, right? on the right of your ribs, right? It's, you're doing crunches, bicycle crunches. I think you're getting the obliques. Yeah. It's like here. Okay. Yeah, I think it's I just pointed to myself back. on radio, which is awesome. Theater of the mind. Uh, you thank you, Bogish, no- also for sending us an article yeah. from ESPN highlighting Brock Purdy uh, mm. success against zone coverage versus man. Without Christian McCaffrey, that's the key. McCaffrey's break, break the missing down. piece. Yep. I was helping you, Maggie, against this guy. Yeah, I know. Thank yeah, you just kind of like when you read the Sixers win the preseason game, but Ben Simmons has four <laughs> that's assists what or whatever. You know, you can't. Build every sports update in anti-Philadelphia way. That's not anti-Philadelphia. Sometimes where Philadelphia that's, teams don't even play. That's the news. MB didn't play. <laughs> Harden didn't play. The good Nets didn't play. Ben Simmons looking great again in the preseason. <laughs> that's what matters. Also, oh. say that Bogus can't. I mean, that's what he's been doing since oh. he took over the job. Well, he's on the week three. I'll tell you, if you're counting on Ben Simmons for good games, you're not going to get a lot. <laughs> uh, thank you so much, Andrew Bogus. Let's go quickly to Sean, who's in Oregon. He's got a thought on Perloff's parking situation. He's already gotten two tickets since we started the morning show. Hey, Sean. Good morning, you guys. I just turned on the radio this morning, and I couldn't believe to hear that Mr. Perloff did not negotiate parking with his morning program. Like, whenever you get a job, whenever you do that, let this be a lesson to anybody. Always negotiate parking. Mm. Sean, Oregon doesn't pay for parking. <laughs> Sean, but you, Sean, you've done well for yourself. We know from uh, used to call the afternoon show that you're always negotiating perks. Well, you got to. That's that's the part of you know when when yeah, uh, you know they can only give you so much money, you know. So you got to have the perks after that because it don't look good on paper. Um, and I just got a parking ticket up in Seattle when I went up to see the Mariners play the Dodgers. And, you know, parking was $40, and the parking ticket was $40. Oh. So it was, a, it was a gamble. Yeah. And, you, yeah, I, well, I mean, you come out, I guess, kind of even there. You would have paid the 40 bucks anyway. It's just a bummer to get the ticket. Sean, thanks for checking in, dude. Good to talk to you. Yeah, I mean. Maybe you can ne- negotiate some other perks. Like, what else do you have around here? I got to tell you, forget all that. Do you realize that there's about to become congestion pricing in New York? They've upped the parking. They've upped the tolls. It's going to cost like $45 for me to go six blocks into Manhattan. I know. Well, so you can also know. get like a $10 Uber. 
Yeah, the Uber is going to have to pay the congestion pricing. So that's a $7 tab on top of the Uber. Oof. So I, I'm thinking I might have to go back to the subway. Does the subway run at 4 in the morning? What about jogging? You do love to jog. Mm, it's too, too cold and dark. You got a cap. He likes to bike in. Oh, yeah. As I talked about him yesterday. Yeah, to biking. Yesterday. Now, that's a real option. That is a real option. Get a workout. Are you a, bi- are you a cyclist? Uh, I, you I ride. Bike? I ride home. No, city bike. I ride home sometimes for sure. Okay. It's pretty easy. I mean, I'd be kind of sweaty. And what about bad weather? I'm like Brock Purdy. I'd <laughs> prefer to keep it dry. <laughs> you know, it'd be even greater if this place was in the suburbs like everywhere else and we could just have a, a parking, lot? parking lot. Yeah, it doesn't happen around What a here. concept. 855-212-4CBS. Check in on the most interesting man in the NFL next. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. New morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. We're still all getting adjusted to the new time. Doing quite well, I would say except for Perloff's parking tickets that he keeps accruing. <laughs> well, I got to be honest. <laughs> I was got a few of those before we switched on. So. <laughs> you can't exactly just blame I, the new time slot. I'm a very lazy driver in New York City. You're not supposed to drive. The city is designed for public transit, but when you have kids, you know, got the 2018 Honda Accord Hybrid. I mean, I got to use that Yeah, puppy. you got to unload. Yeah, I mean, I got to show off that. I call it the silver bullet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of which, EJ, our breakfast is here. So... Let's get to the most interesting man in the NFL. Hit it. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? By the way, Maggie, that came off as a little like... uh, What? Like, uh, my breakfast is here. It's EJ's breakfast, too. It's Pete's <laughs> breakfast, too. We all got the breakfast I just want to say, that's in. not how it is. Uh, go get my breakfast. <laughs> no, well, here's, I said, I told EJ. Very diva-like value there, Maggie. Oh, my gosh. No, way. <laughs> I said, EJ, if I put the breakfast order in, I'm gonna ha- you're going to have to go get it. Do you mind? You go, I understand oh, yeah, not all that. At all. I just want the audience to understand that it kind of came off like a little, I don't know, a little Taylor Swift caper. <laughs> Bloody, you know what I'm talking about. Hold on. Yeah, uh, I, <laughs> He's hiding because he got something to preface. Wait, right. hold on. Bilotti's oatmeal's in there. EJ Cinnamon Raisin Bagel with cream cheese is in there. My egg sandwich is in there. Hold on. Pete, I'm going to have to ask you, yes. while we talk about Aaron Rodgers, to go back to the tape. Did I say my breakfast is here or did I say the breakfast is here? I think it was the. Thank you. And your coffee, Pearl Uh Pete, can you go grab me uh, my mimosa? <laughs> I don't know. Mai's there. I told you. The only reason I'm giving you a hard time is because that was totally a team order for breakfast. It's just the way you said it kind of came off like, oh, no, I don't want people to think Maggie is like. I'm ordering people around. Yeah, uh, My, my breakfast. breakfast is here. It's like I told you I get farty and bloated with this yeah. latte. No, Maggie has no diva in her. I just want to make that clear to everybody that here. That was more honest. That, that just sounded like kind of funny there. Okay, the guy's called twice, so I hope EJ gets down there quickly. Take a break. <laughs> you want to take a break to call EJ Sell and say, hurry up, get my breakfast. We got to make it snappy. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Not doing much today, as far as we know, but here was Robert Sala, his head coach, talking about his presence is his superpower. His superpower is his presence. Um, and him being in this building, being around his teammates, being in the locker room, his his positive attitude, the, uh, his his thoughts of manifestation and all that stuff, I think it's powerful. And uh, so obviously as a coach, of course, selfishly, I want him here every single day. I want him in every meeting. I want him on the practice field. I want him on the sideline. I want him in the locker room selfishly because he's, uh, he's an unbelievable human. I mean, that's quite a superpower. It's also the side effects of microdosing mushrooms. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, just kidding about that. We know that Roger's also on the headset uh, 
for the Jets now as influential yeah. in the play calling. I mean, can Rodgers really provide all of that just I mean, from his mere presence in the building? This has been such an incredible 6-0 and run, and I can't... <laughs> do they get rings for what the Jets have done this year? Because they're so amazing, <laughs> and with this superpower, uh, it's funny because... it's. I also seen they're a three and three team who's won their three wins by like a hair. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like this is just more more hype, more hysteria around Aaron Rodgers. He's not really coming back. Is he coming back, Maggie? Tell uh, me, just break it to me because I can't handle this. I'm starting to think he really is. Uh, Pete, can we also hear from Richard Sherman? So this is the Richard Sherman podcast. So this is you know one of his own brethren here, shocked by how fast his recovery's been. I don't know what Aaron's doing. I don't know what he's doing because he's six weeks out of surgery and he's out there playing catch throwing and pushing off the, the surgically repaired foot. I've never seen nothing like it. I, at six weeks after surgery, I was still I was still on a scooter. I was not throwing playing catch or anything. So it's, it's, it's definitely encouraging. And I'm sure his teammates are seeing it and finding some encouragement. I don't know if he's doing that on purpose, but man, he's giving those guys hope and they're giving the, the Jets fans a lot of hope. What's Richard Sherman alleging there? Just how shocked he is, right? Oh, I didn't I didn't hear it as an allegation, but now that you say that, maybe. No, I mean, it's not outright, nothing. Like, you know, just like he explained his own recovery. Yep. He was not even anywhere close to this, but maybe he wasn't attacking the rehab like Rodgers is. So how's this going to work? Aaron Rodgers is going to come out in week 15 or something and play? I think so. I think it's probably going to start with, you know, him getting on the injury report, maybe okay. in some ways, is going to be like questionable. And then I, I think you see a couple snaps. I don't know. How's he going to hold up for this little little back to back here? Sunday, December twenty fourth, Washington. It's in the Jets, and you know they got pass rushers. Then a short week at Cleveland. Are you honestly going to put Aaron Rodgers on one leg out against Cleveland <laughs> don't in do Cleveland? That. No, don't. Maybe do just that. put Let's Zach Wilson. Wilson take that one. So. Yeah. Even if he comes back, that's even more complicated because you don't know what kind of Aaron Rodgers you're getting. And if you're in the playoff race, that means that you're winning games with Zach Wilson. This is going to be, there's a lot of tentacles to what could happen here. Okay, winning games with Zach Wilson, though, is that because of Zach Wilson or in spite of Zach Wilson? Like, that part to me is not sticky. The part about whether you put him out there and he gets hurt again, that I think for for the Jets to win games, you're going to have to have Zach Wilson moving around a lot. And the thing is, Aaron Rodgers behind this line isn't going to be able to move. So I'm not even sure how it's necessarily going to be this giant upgrade. Could be a bad situation. Like, he could come out there and be a sitting duck. He could be, but I think any upgrade from Zach Wilson, right? But uh, not if they're if they're 6-4 and four with Zach Wilson, then something's working. The defense. I'm, yeah, but, <laughs> the defense. but he's doing enough for them to win. Coming up, what do we learn from last night's Cowboys win over the Chargers? We'll tell you. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.